Welcome to Life Source Church. Subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or SoundCloud. Today you're going to hear a message from Pastor Walt that we hope encourages you. Great to see all of you here today and have all of you joining us online as well uh, at obviously at a different time, a live streaming a little later today because we only had one service. But what a beautiful morning it was. I mean, I don't know if I didn't like shoveling. But before that, I look out the back door, right, and the sun was shining out across the woods and the blue sky in the back. Just amazingly beautiful um, and very peaceful. And it's kind of like, gee, why can't life always be that way? Have you noticed that it isn't? So, I've um, got some really important things to look at in the Word of God today, and just a couple of things. Um, to let you know that when, as soon as the sermon's over and I've, I've prayed, then we're going to uh, continue for just a few more minutes. I'm going to have the Travers family come and we're going to pray for them because they've got big stuff that they're facing today. Okay. Um, so, Sometimes I get anxious about things. I mean, overall, when I think about myself, if someone asked me, are you an anxious person? I would say, no, I don't think so. And, and yet, that, what I've noticed is that there are still things that make me anxious, right? There's still things that, feelings that pop up. A thought that comes to mind, and then all of a sudden this emotion goes, Oof. You guys know what I'm talking about? That's a technical term. Oof. That's what, what happens sometimes, those feelings of anxiety come our way. And so how do we handle that? What do we do with it? And, and you might be here today and say, well, I'm not that anxious of a person either, you know, and, and you think you got it together. But let me just share with you what's going on in our, our nation. Uh, anxiety is a huge problem in our country. Uh, there's the Anxiety and Depression Association of America, okay? Uh, it's not a club, okay? It's a research organization um, and talk about this. Anxiety disorders are the most common mental illness in the United States, affecting 40 million adults in our country ages 18 and older. People with an anxiety disorder are three to five times more likely to go to the doctor, six times more likely to be hospitalized for psychiatric disorders than those who don't suffer from anxiety disorders. And anxiety disorders develop from a complex set of risk factors, including genetics, brain chemistry, personality, and life events. And it's, uh, they note, as scientists notice, they research this, that anxiety and depression are often closely linked with each other. It's not uncommon for someone with an anxiety disorder to also suffer from depression or vice versa. Nearly one half of those diagnosed with depression are also di diagnosed with an anxiety disorder. That's not really surprising because anxiety is this produces this ongoing stress level in our lives that exhausts us in our souls, exhausts our emotions. So it's not surprising that depression would accompany that, or sometimes we're depressed and we're anxious about it. Just generalized anxiety disorder affects 6.8 million adults, women twice as likely to be affected as men. Panic disorder affects 6 million adults. Women, again, twice as likely to be affected as men. Social anxiety disorder affects 15 million adults, almost 7% of the United States population. And then specific phobias, you know, where there's a phobia, a fear of, of some kind, affect 19 million adults. And, and some of those probably overlap, but we're still talking an awfully lot of people, right? 
And, and now, we know that there's a connection between our emotions and our thinking and our physical health as well, okay? Uh, we can become anxious because of our physical health, you know, the problems, but we can also, uh, because of our anxiety, create physical problems. And so they note that uh, many people with an anxiety disorder also have a co-occurring disorder or physical illness, which can make their symptoms worse and recovery more difficulty. So anxiety is closely related with a lot of these disorders. Eating disorders, headaches, irritable bowel syndrome, sleep disorders, adult ADHD, chronic pain, fibromyalgia, and stress. And um, this isn't just an adult problem anymore. 25% of children between 13 and 18 years old have some sort of anxiety disorder. A fourth, one out of every four children. And this is, is a problem that our nation is really, really struggling with. And you know, I guess we probably shouldn't be all that surprised because I think overall we as a nation have turned away from a biblical understanding of life and how to approach life and a relationship with God and what that means in our lives and, and how to think and um, that we would begin to experience more and more of these kinds of things in our society. But now when I say that, I wanna be real careful because what I don't want you to hear is me saying if you have anxiety that you're unspiritual. That may or may not be the case, okay? I, I don't wanna communicate that, all right? So please hear my heart on That's not what I'm trying to say. But I am trying to say that if we don't live biblically, if we don't think biblically, if we don't respond to anxiety biblically, anxiety will be a problem in our lives. Um, and then there's always the medication question, right? You know, and I'm, I'm just almost certain that there would be a number of you here today if, you know, who are taking anti-anxiety medications or sometimes they, they prescribe antidepressant medications for anxiety and I don't know quite how all that works. Uh, but... We human beings are physical beings, and we are also spiritual soul beings, right? We are both. And so sometimes brain chemistry gets whacked for some reason, okay? It can get whacked for purely physical reasons. And certainly if there's, if there's a brain chemistry issue and it can be treated with medication, by all means, we should be treated with medication. No problem there. We can actually, though, create physical problems with starting with problems that aren't physical. All right, so if, if I don't approach life properly and I don't respond to the feelings of anxiety that we all get properly, and, I, and we're gonna look, talk about what the word says about this in a little bit, uh, I can become anxious and it begins to affect my whole way of life so much that it actually now affects my brain chemistry. There's a physical result of an ongoing stress, anxiety cycle in our lives. And so it can create uh, brain chemistry problems. And so, again, by all means, if you end up with a brain chemistry problem, what do you need to do? If you, if, if you can treat it with medication, treat it with medication. But what I want you to see is this, that whether we have physical issues that need to be treated physically or not, that we all still have to deal with anxiety. We have to, to, to res learn to, to respond to it. And if we don't respond to it properly, we are going to reap the difficulties and the consequences that go along with that. It's interesting that the, the best treatments that the, the um, psychiatrists use for anxiety often includes, but not always, doesn't always include, but often includes some medication, but with 
counseling and, and cognitive therapy, which is cognitive behavioral therapy, which is learning to think differently, learning to respond differently. And what they find is if you can have the combination of the medical and learning to think this way and respond the proper ways, that eventually what happens, at some point many people, not all people, many people end up not needing the medication anymore. Because they have, what was actually, what they did is they got to the root of whatever their problem was and dealt with it, okay? And if the root of someone's problem is purely physical, then there's gonna always be a need for medication. So I, I just know sometimes we as Christians, we get tripped up on that, and I just don't want us, there isn't any reason. We all, whether we have medical issues or not, have anxiety that comes into our lives, and we need to learn to respond to it the way God says. Okay, and so that is what we want to focus in on here today. So let's go to the, uh, the book to Philippians, Paul's letter to the Philippians. We're gonna be on page 1351 in the Bible that's under the chairs there. If you don't have your own Bible, we do encourage you to follow along with that. And so this is our final sermon in our series called Reset. And today we wanna to talk about resetting how we handle anxiety. And yeah, I could probably say we don't handle it. Let's don't handle it. But how should we respond to anxiety? How do we deal with that? So Philippians chapter four, coming down to the end of this letter. And um, let's start in verse six. We're gonna read verses six to nine. He says, and remember this is the apostle Paul writing the Holy Spirit led him to write these words. These are words that God wants us to know and understand. He says, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, Whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue and if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. The things which you learned and received and heard and saw in me, these do. And the God of peace will be with you. And so we have this contrast up in verse seven and again in verse nine, peace as compared to anxiety and these things. Now, I think um, if we aren't careful, it says be anxious for nothing. This is sort of where I think Christians can get goofed up and think, okay, if all of a sudden you find yourself feeling anxious, that somehow that's not spiritual, that that's not right. But that's not true, and that's not what the scripture is saying, okay? We're gonna zero in on that real clearly in a minute. But there is a difference between feelings of anxiousness and being anxious. You might say, well, what's the difference, okay? Well, if we could just use a little analogy. Uh, let's, uh, I've had opportunities over the years to be out on a boat on a lake and, and you're going across you know, someplace and it's, it's kind of windy and it's choppy and what happens once in a while, you know, the boat hits just right and what happens? Water does what? Poof, you get some spray, right? And you get wet and oh, okay, you get some wet and you're going to, and that's happening to you, okay? That is different than saying, oh man, I keep hitting with spray. I'm, you know what? I might as well just fall in. <laughs> but that's the difference, see? The spray is like the feelings of anxiety that, that hit you. They do come. Sometimes it comes more than others, all right? 
But that's a whole lot different than saying, okay, this is just the way it is and the way I am and going overboard, all right? And so uh, we all have feelings of anxiety from time to time. You know, if you just closed on a house, you were so excited about getting the house and you closed on the house and the next day you go into work and they said, oh, the day's your last day. Might you feel some anxiety? Okay, so you uh, having some physical issues and you go to the doctor and, and they run some tests and then they call you up and, and you know, they want to talk to you. Feelings of anxiety, right? What's going on? You get a phone call about uh, uh, somebody in your family and it's, it's bad news and you think what's gonna happen? Anxiety, man, there, we could go on and on and on. We could just get ourselves all anxious today. Um, but we all have feelings of anxiety that come up. And so what Paul here is saying, the Holy Spirit through Paul to us, he's, he's saying, okay, feelings of anxiety come up, but when anxious feelings come, you gotta make a choice not to become anxious. Don't become an anxious person. In other words, that's when we, we hang on to this. And we have to solve it, and we do have to respond. Don't misunderstand me, but we, we're trying to hang on to things that are out of our control. And that will make you an anxious person, okay? And so he's saying here that we have to make a choice not to become anxious about anything. It's not God's intention for his people to be anxious people. But the reality is we live in a sin-cursed world, so anxious feelings come but it's not God's intent that then we become anxious people. And so the first point of, of three we're gonna look at today is this. Don't become anxious about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Okay, that's just real simple statement, isn't it? Don't become anxious about anything. Instead, pray about everything. That means when you have anxious feelings, you do what? Rather than just saying, okay, that's it, and falling off the boat, you say, no, 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 I'm feeling anxious, so what am I going to do? I'm not going to become an anxious person, I'm going to pray. I'm going to turn to the Lord. Now the words that are used here for prayer, this, this idea of by prayer, that's just in general terms. In other words, go to God. Connect with God in this relationship. Prayer can include any part of that conscious connection that you're making with the Lord. It's just. Start there. And then he says, make your supplications. And the word supplications means like very specific requests. Okay, God, I, I just lost my job and I just closed on a mortgage. God, I, I need your wisdom. What should I do? Right? God, I, I think the solution looks to me like I need a job. <laughs> I, and, and you pray and you ask specifically about these kinds of things. But very important. He says here, by prayer and supplication, with what? What's it say there in your Bible? Look at it. Thanksgiving. With thanksgiving. This is so crucial that this is part of it because if, if you aren't careful, you know what your prayer can turn into? Just going over again and again what you're feeling anxious about. Right? And you're just making, you're, you're becoming an anxious person even though you're praying. And so this idea of connecting with God, but with thanksgiving, it's a, wait a minute, God, you know, you have, 
This far in my life, you have always provided everything I need. Yeah, I've had to do out some things I didn't, I would have liked to have. There's been times when I, you know, we didn't have much, but you've always met my needs. I'm still here alive today. Thank you for that. God, I thank you that, that you knew all about this before it even happened. God, I thank you that uh, you are able to move heaven and earth if need be to meet our needs. I am thankful that that whatever happens through all of this, you're gonna work in my life and, and help me to become the person you want to be. I'm thankful for, but do you see what's starting to happen? Your focus is now where? On God. With these feelings of anxiety, but my focus is now on God. And so I can ask him specifically, but it needs to be with thanksgiving. And so then he says, okay, so then you let those requests be made known to God. And I think that's, this is just what I'm trying to say. You're making these requests known to whom? To God. And thanksgiving reminds you of that. This is God you're talking to. This is not just somebody else who's half helpless like you are. This is the God who can do whatever needs to be done. So, so this is the choice we face. Anxious feelings come, they are going to come. I had some anxious feelings this morning. Uh, not huge, but I could have made a decision to run with the anxiety. And I would not have had peace. So let's, let's continue here. Let's, let's read verse 7. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. The peace of God. Now, just let me say this and just kind of, let's not get it out of the way, but I, I don't want to forget it. What I, I, what I don't see in this passage, and I don't think it's what Paul is saying, that he says, okay, feelings of anxiousness come, now pray, peace of God, ah, no more feelings of anxiety. That happens sometimes. But it don't always happen, pardon my grammar. It doesn't always happen. But the promise is this, that when those feelings of anxiety are there, if you will pray, if you will bring your request, if you'll bring it with thanksgiving, acknowledging who it is that you're praying to and what he can do in your life, and you do that, that the peace of God will guard your heart and mind. It will protect you, even if the feelings just keep kind of popping up, the spray keeps hitting you in the face. The peace of God, this word peace, um, a life of purposeful prayer chosen instead of becoming anxious results in the peace of God. When the Bible talks about peace, it's talking about more than just a, um, an absence of anxiety. It's talking about a soundness, an emotional soundness, an emotional wholeness. You know what I'm talking about? There's a difference between, and I've used this illustration before, there's a difference between being not sick and being healthy. Okay? Not sick means you don't got the germ right now. Healthy means you're in good shape and strong and, you know, and that's the kind of peace that God will give us. It's not a just, oh, I'm going to take your feelings away. No, I'm going to give you something that surpasses your ability to understand. That here I am, even though the circumstances for my anxiety haven't changed, and even though the, the anxiety keeps splashing me in the face, and it's even here, that in the middle of all that, I have God's peace about this. He's, I'm okay. He's in charge. 
I can do what I need to do. I can respond the way I need to respond. The peace of God, this soundness, and as I said, it surpasses our ability to understand. You see, I, I, we have different personalities and I don't know, you know how you are, but I tend to, if I can figure it out, I'll feel better. Anybody else like that? And if I can think through it and figure it out and what's the, and I can get all those pieces in place, then I feel better. Well, you know what I've learned? I'm not very good about getting all those things figured out. <laughs> But God will give me peace, and he does give me peace when I make that decision at that point in time. Feelings, anxiety here, what am I going to do? I'm going to pray, here we go, God, and and this is what's going on in my life, and I I think this is what I need. I trust you. If it's not, you do something different, and thank you. And, And that he, every time, gives me this peace, even when I can't figure it all out. It surpasses my understanding. And it's amazing. It's so awesome. And it does help with the feelings of anxiety eventually. It does help. Um, It's peace beyond our ability to explain is what we're talking about here. Peace is beyond our ability. It's an amazing experience. And what's he say it does? What does the peace of God does? And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will make sure that you have no more anxious feelings ever. Does your version say that? No, right? No, the peace which God has passed surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Guard your hearts and minds. And so see, this is what the Lord is about here with us because feelings of anxiety are part of life in a sin-cursed world. It just is, okay? Sometimes it's it's more than others, but it's just there. And he says, okay, don't become anxious when you get those feelings, no, pray. And because I tell you what, I'm gonna give you my peace and it's gonna protect you. It's gonna protect you. And I'll talk about that more in just a minute. But the word that's used here, picture, is the idea of actually setting up a sentinel, a guard to watch over and protect from whatever direction an attack might come, the peace of God is gonna protect you. Because when you, let ang- you become anxious and you let anxiety rule your thinking, you know what? You reach bad conclusions. When you let anxiety fill your heart and your emotions take over, you make really bad decisions. Ones that hurt you, that hurt other people in your life and that do not honor the Lord Jesus Christ. But if we will instead say, no, okay, I am praying instead. God, I'm coming to you. Just all the things we already talked about. He says, my peace is gonna protect you. He's gonna protect your mind, enable you to think properly about what's going on. He's going to enable you to feel and choose rightly in the middle of all that's going on. I mean, I think if, I, if I'm just really open here, I'd rather, if it was up to me, I'd rather say, no, can we have the peace just make the anxiety go away? Isn't that what we want? God says, I got something better. I'm gonna protect your heart and mind. That's long-term. That's long-term benefit. And too often, we just want the short-term. We want our own quick solution for how these things work. And so God's peace protects us in so many ways. Now, let's look at the verse again. 
the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. That's very important for us to understand because the peace of God is not a thing to get, but it is the result of getting connected to the one who can give you peace. Does that make sense? You see the difference? Well, I just want peace. No, 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 no. He's saying, connect with me. Connect with me. Come to me with those feelings of anxiety, and I will give you peace, and I will protect you. We're connecting with the one who is the be-all, end-all for all things when it comes to our lives. Now, in light of these things, as we look at this and consider, I want you to understand something. Prayer is not therapy. Okay? And by therapy, I mean a, you know, a therapeutic treatment, right? You just do this and you'll get better. Do these stretches, your body will feel better. Pray, you'll feel better. I think is what God would say about it. Prayer is not therapy, although you know, they do studies and people who pray, you know, wow, they, they seem to feel better and have a little better outcome. But you know what, those people are praying to uh, Jesus and those people are praying to Hindu gods and those people are praying to Allah and other people are praying to some God that they've made up and all that. The only reason they're feeling better is because how they're thinking and believing, right? They're thinking more positively. But that's not what prayer is about. Prayer is not therapy. It's about connecting with God. Prayer, there is no power in prayer. And everybody goes, oh, did he just say that? It's true. There is no power in prayer. Here's the key. The one we're praying to is all powerful. It's about Jesus. It's about connecting with him in this. Through the Lord Jesus Christ. Through him. It's, so it's about this personal connection. And so this is what, when the feelings of anxiety come, what do we got to do? We have to turn to God Make a choice not to become anxious. What happens if you find that you are anxious? Well, admit it and say, God, here I am, I'm anxious. Now I'm anxious, now I'm coming to you in that. Either way, the solution is to do what? Come to the Lord and, and depend on him. Boy, one thing I'm learning more and more is I've been saved now, I came to Christ in 1975, what's that make it? Almost 43 years. And I started off pretty self-sufficient. Young guy. And what, you know, God has just repeatedly brought me to over the years more and more and seemed like more frequently is that don't fool yourself. Don't depend on yourself. God says, depend on me. Depend on me for all of it. Depend on me when you start. Depend on me when you finish. Depend on me in between. And guess what? Probably the, the, the clearest way we express our dependence is how? Prayer. And so this whole idea of anxiety, feelings of anxiety come, we express our dependence to God to deal with the issues in our lives and to give us the peace that we need so that we can be protected. And so the peace of God is relational. It's the result of a surrendered, close, growing personal relationship with Jesus Christ who is the God of peace. Jesus said this as he was preparing to leave his disciples. He said, I am leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart. 
And the peace I give is a gift the world cannot give, so don't be troubled or afraid. But he's, you see, who's giving this peace to us? Jesus is. And that's why we gotta go connect with him when those feelings of anxiety come. And by the way, I'll just say it before I forget it. You don't have to wait for feelings of anxiety to come to do this. Be proactive in it, right? Just be, pro- and, and, and what I've noticed over the years too, and it's kind of, is that the more consistently we do this, the less the feelings of anxiety bother us. We make progress. The peace of God endures. All right. So let's continue here. Verses, so anxious feelings arise, and instead of becoming anxious, right, we, what we're doing, if, when we decide to pray instead, we've just pushed the reset button, okay? We've pushed the reset button. Now we talk about, now we need to, let's, let's live out that decision. So how do we do that? Verse 8. Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there's any virtue, and if there's anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. Um, Man. I've heard someone say this before more than once, and, and, and I get it. It sounds like it's saying, okay, Ooh, feelings of anxiety, problems. Oh, just don't think about it. Just don't think about it. That's not what God's saying here. God is not into denial, okay? And this is not just a simplistic, oh, just have happy thoughts. Think your happy thoughts. What movie is that from? Mary Poppins or someplace, I can't remember. Peter Pan, yeah. So it's not about that. What he's telling us to, is, in other words, this whole thing we're talking about is not some psychological technique for feeling better. That's not what it is. It's not about positive thinking. Positive thinking is a, a plus in people's lives because, you know, if they don't feel as much anxiety, all that's true. But, but positive thinking, ultimately, so many times is just based on things that aren't even true. Okay? What we're looking for is biblical thinking. That's what he's challenging us to do here. The feelings of anxiety come in your life. The problems come into your life. Think biblically about them and let's look at those things and they say, what's true here? What's really true in this situation? Okay, well what's really true is I've lost my job. That's what's really true. <laughs> what's really true is I'm not gonna have money to pay the mortgage now. That's really true. This is, yeah, but what's also really true is that God knew about it. He works all things together for your good. He's able to supply your need and has promised to do so when you walk with him. You mean, on and on it goes. See, what are we doing? We're thinking biblically. We're not a denial, but we're thinking biblically about it. And so we have this whole list of things here that, that we could work our way through. But I don't think we need to. Do you get the idea? And this, this is that old thing, and I've said it before, and some of you are gonna be tired of me saying it, but I'm gonna say it till I see that we're all doing it. And that's that we, what he's really encouraged is put the, the truth on the right side of the butt. Okay? Remember we're thinking a written sentence here. And, and we have, we say da 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 but, da 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 And whatever's on this right side of the butt is going to govern our thinking. And it's going to impact our feelings. And so it's like this. It's, okay, I know that God says that he will take care of me. 
but I don't have enough money to pay the mortgage. Okay, that's a true statement, but we put the wrong thing on the, we gotta switch and put the, the truth, the biblical truth that should govern our lives needs to go on this other side of the word but. Boy, I don't have enough money to pay the mortgage, but God has promised to meet my needs. You see how this is gonna, what this is gonna do when the feelings of anxiety come? The feelings of anxiety come, you need to respond with the truth. Here's what the word of God says, here's what's really true, and put it on that side of that word and, and let that become the focus of your thinking. All right, so we're talking about this, thinking biblically about your life. Meditate on these things, focus and put the truth on the right side of the butt. Let's read verse number nine. The things which you learned and received and heard and saw in me, these do, and the God of peace will be with you. All right, so let's, let's talk about this. Paul says, things which you learned and received and heard and saw in me do. Those things, these people saw it up front. Where do we see it? Has anybody ran into Paul lately? Anybody had a cup of coffee with him? No, what? We see it where? What, what Paul has said and what he's taught us and how the examples. This whole Bible becomes that for us. And he says, so I'm gonna just you know, make that application for us. The things that the Bible teaches us the things that the Bible shows us, the examples that the Bible provides us, these do. These do. And that brings us to this, this third thing. Live by what God says in the Bible. It reduces anxiety. Oh. Can I tell you who has anxiety? The man who has been taking his money and using it for things his wife doesn't know about and is having an affair or thinking about having an affair with another woman. That man has anxiety. But the man who's open and honest about where things are at financially with his wife, he maintains a good relationship and is pure and he never even you know, considers looking anywhere else, that man experiences this close relationship with the Lord. Do you understand that? Does that make sense? When you choose to disobey God and go your own way, it always brings anxiety eventually. Okay? So, live by what God says in the Bible. It reduces anxiety. Paul says, these things do. Keep learning and then keep doing. Keep learning, keep doing, keep learning, keep doing. And I don't think that verse nine only applies to verse nine. I think verse nine applies to the whole passage. These things that you've learned, I just told you, these things that you're doing, keep doing those things. These things do. And I would say to you that this is not a destination, but a journey in the right direction. Okay, that's important too. It's not about arriving, it's about continuing to go in the right direction with these things. So, these three things. Don't become anxious about anything. Instead, pray about everything. When you're getting hit with the spray, stay in the boat. Okay? 
Think biblically about your life, including the things that make you anxious. Think biblically, apply the truth. Put the truth on that should govern your life on the right side of the butt. And then live by what God says in the Bible. It reduces anxiety. It's God's ways and they are good. Do this. And what's he say will happen? So I mean, these do and the God of peace will be with you. Now when I read that first thing in my mind, bing, 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 wait a minute. Isn't God always with me? Is he? Look, I'm with you always, even to the end of the world, I'm with you. It's one of the amazing things. So what is he talking about? Why is Paul saying that? Well, again, I think what we're getting reminded of here is that these are not techniques to apply. They aren't techniques, okay? Uh, This is how we lean into our relationship with God. And as we do these things, wow, God is with me. I have his peace, but I have more than his peace. I have him. He is with me. And, and Jesus said this in the same time frame as he said that other quote, John 16, he said, I have told you all this so that you may have peace in me. In, in where? Peace where? In me, Jesus says. Here on earth, you will have many trials and sorrows, but take heart because I have overcome the world. That's huge, isn't it? One of our newer family traditions is at Christmas time, Glenda and I invite over all the grandkids to watch the Polar Express together, okay? And so we have them over, usually we have you know, like a little supper, you know, something real healthy like macaroni and cheese and hot dogs and, and you know, have some fun playing with the kids. And usually we, we spend a little time when we do talk about, hey, here's what Christmas is about. We talk about the birth of Jesus and why he came and all that. And then we settle down to watch the movie. And, and uh, this past year, it was really interesting because I, I sat down in the corner of the couch and the kids spread out and, and, and they have their pillows and they brought blankets and this kind of stuff. And I'm saying, who wants to sit with Grandpa? <laughs> they're all set. They're all cool. They're where they want to be and they're, well, you know. This is, and so we're watching the movie and after about 15, 16 minutes, something, they come on with the song, the hot chocolate song, you know. Ha! And it's, the kids love that, and then we stop the movie and we have hot chocolate together. It is so cool. Now, if you know the movie, there are some pretty tense parts in that movie. Um, and the kids tend to get kind of scared about some of those things. Uh, even though they know it's just a movie and a cartoon, they get scared, they, they get scared of that hobo who just shows up and disappears. And they get scared, right, when the, the thing's going straight down, it's out across the ice, and there's all this kind of, right? So what was interesting, I don't, I don't remember exactly where it was in the movie, but it was one of those places, I'm watching the movie, and I'm in the movie, right? I've seen it four times, I'm in the movie. And, and all of a sudden, I realized something, hey, there's a kid right here. And then right after, there's another kid right here. The scary parts, all of a sudden, Boom, boom. I put my arms around him, 
and snuggled them in. And their eyes are still really big. But when you pull them in, I can just feel, pull them in, they go. See, what they've done is they've, this feelings of anxiety came, what they do? They ran to the one that they're safe with. And they leaned into that relationship. And that's how we need to deal with anxiety. When the feelings of anxiety come, we need to just turn and run to the one that we're safe with and lean into him. Okay? Father, thank you for your word. And Lord, we confess, as you said, there's trials and tribulations in this world and, and we become anxious about it. Sometimes they, they might seem like little things to other people, but they're big to us and, and we're just getting hit with those feelings, Lord. I pray that, that you would teach us and continue to teach us and remind us and your spirit would prompt us and pull us that when those feelings of anxiety come, that we turn and run to you and lean into our relationship with you just like you told us to do in your word here so that we don't become anxious people. We become people who are governed by your peace in our relationship with you. And we need lots of practical help with this, Lord. Help us to help each other with it. We want to honor you in this. We want to live our lives in such a way that the peace that passes understanding governs us. And, and not only is this good for us, Lord, but the world around us can look and say, wow, what is that about? And we can say, it's you. It's you, Lord. I pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Thank you. Thank you for joining us today.